When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Bingeworthy, a podcast dedicated to telling you which of these many dozens of streaming shows that are being thrown at you each week and month are worth your time and attention. Hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and today I get to talk about the new drama miniseries from Hulu entitled Fleischman is in Trouble, which debuts on November 17th on Hulu. The show, it basically follows Toby and Rachel Fleischman, played by Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes, respectively as they navigate the murky waters of divorce in their 40s and whether it comes to dating apps or sharing custody of their children or their professional lives and then suddenly one of them goes missing it's this really wonderful show that transforms multiple times over the course of the series and really runs the gamut of emotions i mean sometimes it's hilarious sometimes it's super tense sometimes it's sad sometimes it's heartwarming i really insist that if the show speaks to you initially that you stick through it to the end and even if you don't like some of these characters your perspective might change it's just a really beautiful look at marriage at divorce um, and it's not really being judgmental either way, even though sometimes you may think it is, but it's very well made, very well acted. It's based on the book of the same name by Taffy Broser Ackner, who serves as the first time showrunner on the series. Joining me to discuss the show in separate paired interviews are stars of the show, Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, Adam Brody, Lizzie Kaplan, and then finally showrunner Taffy Broser Ackner. These were quick junket interviews that we got to do, so you'll hear them in separate blocks. The first will be a paired interview with Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes, followed by a paired interview with Adam Brody and Lizzie Kaplan. And then showrunner Taffy Brodeser Ackner rounds it out at the end. All of them were super delightful, and it doesn't hurt that we get to talk about a really great show with excellent and juicy themes and performances. But before we get to my chat with our guests, I've got to tell you that Bingeworthy is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, The Discourse, The Rogue Ones, Yellowstoners, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Follow, like, subscribe, drop us a rating on any of those as we greatly appreciate it. As a reminder to our listeners, Fleischman is in Trouble premieres on Hulu on Thursday, November 17th. It is excellent. Okay, let's get over to my interviews. Again, first up will be my chat with Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes, followed by my interview with Adam Brody and Lizzie Kaplan, then showrunner Taffy Brodeser Ackner. Jesse, Claire. Oh, hi. hi, how are you? Hi. What made this show, Fleischman is in Trouble, irresistible for the both of you? I'd actually read the book. I, um, I j my, oh, nice. my best friend uh, literally dragged me to the bookstore and bought the book for me and put it in my backpack. Yes, I still wear a backpack because <laughs> I am a child, apparently. Um, anyway, but no, she, said, she, she, she was adamant that I read it specifically because she said, I need to talk to you about the end. Um, so there was a sense of urgency, and I, you know, I read it and loved it. So yeah, it felt very serendipitous to get the offer. Um, I was already um, 
invested in it and uh, and yeah no I, I was I was very moved by the story that Taffy had spun and was eager to to engage um, yeah and for me I just thought it was so unusually specific. I mean, when I had seen that it was going to be like a TV series, you know, I guess I assumed that there might be something kind of generic about, you know, these very specific people because it's being put into a medium that can sometimes, you know, neuter something specific from a novel. And it just was not the case. Like the show was written by the author, Taffy. And so it just had this incredibly specific quality on a daily basis, like what's in the character's refrigerator. And, you know, this was her first series. So like probably all the shortcuts that people learn when they're making a television show from another source, like she just didn't take. And so it was just this incredibly specific thing about a culture that I know, you know, better than any other culture, um, but just being produced like on a big scale. So it just had this strange quality of feeling like something very personal for me was now being, you know, turned into something that was accessible for so many people to peer into. Yeah, it's so specific and so nuanced. I had the question, uh, are the Fleischmann's good people written down from episode one? And then yeah. as the show goes on, you're like, oh, you realize the power of perspective and just you know you feel bad for painting them as anything but just people who are going through it you know mm. was that question ever something you wrestled with whether you're reading the book or the scripts were you just saying is this a good person am i a good person or or do you not even try to ask that question no that's that's a that's a good question and and um of course i think i i mean i can only speak for myself but i i, I certainly wrestled with those ideas i i mean when you're embodying a character, you have to put that judgment aside. But when you're, you know, kind of hovering over it and thinking in more analytical terms, yes, you, you kind of are aware of the <laughs> kind of venal qualities, uh, <laughs> which are unavoidable. But you kind of have to commit to those, um, to those um, more kind of shameful qualities in, in order to earn the surprise of the empathy that eventually you arrive at. Uh, so yeah, it's slightly risky and slightly uncomfortable, but but kind of the great challenge of it. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I was I was glad for it, but yes, it was made us uh, me a little squeamish sometimes. Mm. Yeah, and I think why your question is such a good one is that you see the reason you're asking are they good people is because you're seeing it from two perspectives like when you're seeing Rachel through my eyes you might think my goodness this you know this person is is self-centered and 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 ambitious to a great fault and then when you see the story from her perspective you see my character is unsympathetic to her plight perhaps even dealing in you know perhaps even indulging in like a sexist system wherein you know I think my wife should not have a certain level of ambition because it's neglectful in our family you know these things that are based in you know sexist tropes um, and so that's what's amazing about the show is that you kind of ask is this a good person but you're asking from a very specific perspective that then becomes irrelevant when you're seeing it from the other perspective. And it's such a charged idea because you know, I, I, I think, you know, when you're in the most intimate relationship you have and the other person suddenly appears incredibly alien, that you've been coexisting and yet so blind to each other and and then ultimately to yourself, like you, <laughs> that, that, that is a, that's a re deeply unnerving idea that, and that was really at the core of, of it. 
Yes, thank you for saving me a lot of money on therapy. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're, yeah. Welcome. you're welcome, but it will come back to haunt you. <laughs> You've both done so much in your careers at this point. Is there anything on the career bucket list for you? Uh, Maybe some kind of like, um, you know, um, pity disguised as a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jesse's done a lot more. Jesse uh, writes and directs, and I have so much admiration for your, uh, for yes, how how thoroughly it's you understand. It is massive it's really big. Yeah. All I've done is the uh, the acting and a bit of the producing, but um, I don't know. I this seems sufficient. This seems like plenty. I'm just gonna keep at it <laughs> as long as people let me. All right. Well, they're giving me the wrap. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Either way, I look very much forward to to what you guys do next. Thank Thank you you so much. That's very kind. Thank you. Adam, Lizzie, pleasure speaking with you. Uh, Past self is freaking out right now because I adored Party Down. And also my band was gifted season two of the OC, I think, when we were on the road and only had that. So we would just greet each other with Seth and Summer forever, like forever. So very cool stuff. Uh, 15 year-ish ago, me is freaking out. And also 15 years ago, freaked you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, at least. All right. So let's start with uh, the show. How did this come to you and what spoke to you about uh, Libby and Seth? I uh, I had an agent who was telling me that they were making a show out of the book for, I mean, months and months and months before it happened, but I didn't really think too much about it as a, as a real thing. And then as it was getting closer to actually being made, I reached out to Sarah Timmerman, who's one of the producers on this, who also produced masters of sex. And I was like, yeah, I was like, please put me in this show. What do I need to do to be in this show to play this role? And <laughs> had zooms and chats, and it was yeah, I'm sure a process behind the scenes, and and that was that. That's so nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's so good. I mean, it's such a quality. You already have the book, which is such a lovely book and a you know quality piece of literature, and so it's an exciting project. And then for me, who came in much later. Um, I had such a warm welcome. Taffy is the nicest. She's so excited. She's so hands-on. And these two, Jesse and Lizzie, I had never got this in all my years of acting. They wrote me <laughs> letters. They all, when I got an offer, Jesse and Lizzie each individually wrote me a letter asking me to do it. And I'd only met them each once briefly. Um, that was nice. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I was like, of course, I, how could I not? <laughs> Um, I was going to do it anyway, but that just made me feel like, (laughs) oh, and we're going to play friends like that just made me feel already such a welcome part of the club and so valued. Um, And so that was my introduction. But um, so you didn't know each other at all. Your friendship seems so like broken in. They they know each other. Yeah, we knew each other from a job like, God, eight years ago or something. And then Adam and I met at a table Table read. read for a thing that neither of us ended up Zootopia. Zootopia. Uh, we, we didn't get past the table read, <laughs> but uh, we had that table read. And then that, we built everything on that. Yep. Awesome. What do you identify most with your characters as just yourself? Uh, well, my character is, um, in many ways, I identify with the younger. I mean, it's interesting because 
Seth is maybe, I don't want to say the most stunted because who's to say that you have to be married and have kids at a certain time, but he certainly has been stalling and the most ambivalent about that. And, you know, I can, so I thought of him in some ways as my younger self, but in some ways as my older self, because he's feeling old, he's very much feeling his age and we're the same age basically. And, um, and, you know, whether you choose to get married or not, you're still going to find yourself in middle age and asking new questions. And this isn't exactly the same thing. This doesn't totally answer the question, but I just want to say like, regardless, I do find very interesting about the show. One thing I like about it is you so think of twenties and, and your twenties and your teens as the time where you're coming of age and finding yourself and asking big questions and being very reflective. But as you get older as a person, you realize like that never changes. And you're always at a crossroads and a, or a fork in the road. And you're always discovering new things about who you are and the world and taking stock of everything. And I don't know, it's a bit surprising to be now this age and have that. Isn't it? Happiness. <laughs> it's shocking how old we are all of a sudden. But yeah, I like, and yes, I was going to say to what you were saying, like the stakes just get higher, but they really don't because a lot of these, you know, Libby, for example, made decisions that I never made when I was younger, which is, you know, she's been married since her twenties and has older children now. And so our lives are actually very different um, in pretty much every way, but I've thought about, I mean, repercussions almost, this sounds negative, but just like the the aftermath of these decisions that you make, when you do get married, when you do have children, what does that mean for you as an individual? What does that mean for your own life? How much are you expected to sacrifice in order to make this new version of you and this new life work? And I think it's a pretty universal question that we all grapple with. And so it's it's even though it doesn't mirror my current existence, it definitely is. It reflects things that I think about like nonstop. I 100% agree. They are giving me the wrap, so I will just say it's a pleasure. And Thanks. thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing what else is is, is next in the career, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank Appreciate you. It. Hi, Mike. Mike D'Angelo with the playlist. Taffy, Hi, how Mike. Are I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Awesome. I love the show. And I hope you take it as a compliment when I say how on earth were you able to convince FX to let you do run this show without having done so before? Because it's amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I was very lucky that I had executive producing partners, Sarah Timberman and Susanna Grant, who are so reliable themselves and so well-respected in this industry that I think their word was enough, but also FX, like, you know, you hear phrases like creator friendly when people wanted this. I heard that a lot. I can't imagine that anybody else could have been this, like they really did it. They gave, they handed it over and they showed a borderline irresponsible amount of trust. And I, and I have to say, maybe it took longer because of my inexperience, or maybe I made bad decisions, or there were, there were a lot of stops and starts, and there were, it wasn't easy. It didn't come naturally to me, 
um, having been the boss of zero people prior to this. Um, but it was, it was an extraordinary experience and I'm still trying to process it. It's a good nice. question. You. Yeah. Uh, and wh anyways, who knows the material better than the author anyways, you know? Right. So. I think that's what they, that's, that's what they think that in order to actually make this an adaptation of the book that they wanted to adapt, this was a condition. And I saw, by the way, how easily it could have gone differently. I saw how it was hard to take a lot of the internal stuff in the book and put it onto the screen. And I don't know. I don't know. I hope I did it okay. You did damn well. Where did the story originate? Is it autobiographical in nature? I haven't read the book. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, the book originated when I was about 40 and a bunch of my friends started telling me that they were getting divorced and they were showing me how they were dating and they were telling me their stories. And I guess I'm a journalist enough that still that they were, that those stories were so compelling to me, this new kind of way of dating. That's, that's, that was the origin of it, that you didn't have to show up anywhere. Like you did when we were all dating for the first time that you, that's what was interesting to me. And also, I guess my parents are divorced. There's a lot of divorce in my family. And you realize like you never you never really examine how a divorce happens or what I would always think, which was everyone that I know who got divorced was as happy on the day of their wedding as I was on mine. And it it, it was a moment, though. Now I read the book. If I were to read the book now or when I reread sections to adapt it, I felt very bad for its author. I thought, wow, you must have been really going through something. Yeah. At first, I thought it was kind of dismissing marriage, but then, you know, it goes on and it's a very complex look at relationships, at aging, at finding yourself again. You also Trojan horse a lot of things into the story in different ways. Talk about using, you know, that as a device where you're like, well, this character is this, but also, you know, it's it's also this or this device is this. So it's also this kind of thing. Right. It was it's it's not it. It is, it is not a judgment of marriage. It, I think of it as an examination of it that yeah. comes to the conclusion that the only thing we're obligated to do is just keep looking at it. It used to be that marriage was a property agreement or a negotiation. <laughs> and now, and now that people don't need to get married to own property, to have children, you have to find value in it all over again. Because being a partner with someone is a hard thing, no matter what kind of partner you are, a business partner, an anything partner. And marriage, it's a lot of paperwork. Man, it's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> sure <is. laughs> um, Will you be doing more TV in the future, or do you kind of prefer the, the author slash award-winning New York Times journalist of it all, that kind of thing? That's very nice of you. I I I still love writing magazine stories. Yeah. But I feel like I never I've always felt I'm very partisan to the New York Times and I love working there, but I, I always felt like I was a writer. I would like that a writer is can write anything. I miss my job very much, but <laughs> also the the answer to that is I don't I can't even see straight. I need a month <laughs> off where I can sleep and go to the movies and and figure things out but as of now i'm scheduled to return awesome awesome well uh they're giving me the wrap so i'll just say ah. fx's fleischman's in trouble will be premiering with two episodes on november 17th only on hulu new episode every thursday it's wonderful thank you very much for your time taffy thank you for your excellent questions mike <laughs> <laughs>